2: Hello and welcome to the 401st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in lovely Minneapolis, Minnesota.
3: Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: And this is Spencer in beautiful Western Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's glad to have you. We're all glad to have you here. Uh, It's a wonderful day. It's a new era, I would say. Uh, Episode 401, we've turned a, a real corner here. On the slow ride podcast, and we would like to welcome you all to the new the new neighborhood,
3: yeah, it's a new day it's a new John we finally we, um
1: we turned the corner, some
2: would say yeah.
3: if, I feel like it feels, I feel like we gotta come clean you guys i feel like I feel like people are gonna know they're gonna I think people well, can count I think our listeners this, are pretty good counters
1: there's a lot of pressure it was a contract year, yes, and uh our results they were good but they didn't guarantee yeah we uh, haven't
3: been banking
2: UCI the
1: performance we were looking for yeah
2: yeah I, would you say that we just weren't ready for primetime yet is that the problem
1: yeah i
3: think it's you know it's the pressure it's like you can you can perform at those second division uh podcasts and then you get you know you get you get the world tour spot and it's
1: it's hard you know it's not, it's no, not no, no 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 guys we're ready we're we're like the wanty of podcasts we're the intermarche wanty of podcasts we are ready to put on a show in the big leagues uh but we just yeah, i think we just got it in our own heads a little bit here and um Every- logistically that the, the the team behind the scenes kind of let us down uh <laughs> obviously the talent on this show uh, spectacular. Top notch. Um, yeah. I the mean, production crew. Um, you know, the bus drivers. Uh, we had a lot of. Know, gr- we had we had to save that budget somewhere. We had a lot of great
2: ideas. Some would say that their ideas for episode four hundred and one.
3: Yeah, possible. We got. The, I, I mean, we had some episodes. I think we talked about that are at least episode four ten, four fifteen at the earliest. Uh, yeah. If I have anything to do about it. <laughs> we. I mean we. Uh, Spencer, I don't know if you want to tell the people real, the real behind the scenes of why, why we're skipping numbers here.
1: Sure. I'm not afraid. Okay. Which, uh, which excuse did you want to go with? You can cut this out later. Which?
3: I wanted to go with the, uh, with the, uh, supply chain. Supply okay. So chain the second excuse. one. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, the, the real issue <laughs> Yes. I mean, among many issues is that we, it's been, it's been a tough, it's been a tough year for, in the whole bike industry, right? We put, we put this order in for episode 400. Earlier this spring, we got it on a pre-order. We got our our early bird discounts. We got everything we ordered about. Paid it up a front. dozen chains, uh, Altegra mm-hmm. chains because we, we're into through my We're not, we're not ordering the jari's chains. We figured it would be fine. 2020 is long behind us. Supply chain issues have worked themselves out. it's not the case. Um, our shipment has not arrived. We got this uh email that says it shipped, but um, no tracking. So I don't know, <laughs> yeah, we
3: don't know where it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know where our episode. Or our Ultegra uh, Chains are. Uh, so we are um, kind of fumbling around here in the dark. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think. 401 episodes.
1: It's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> if it's you think cra- about it.
3: It's, it's very surprising to think so about. Is it It's as, not what I was going to think about today initially. And then suddenly, here you are.
2: Is it as surprising mm-hmm. as Annemiek van Vluten winning in the Tour de France Femmes?
3: It's way more surprising than that because is. that was not, I mean, it's impressive, but it's not surprising anymore that she's amazing.
2: Do you think it was, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the betting books weren't even taking bets on this race, but I couldn't tell if it was due to chauvinism or if it was misogyny or if it was just the guaranteed fact that Annemiek van Vluten was going to win this race by a couple minutes.
3: Little column A, little column B. Probably if they really weren't taking bets. You must have been able to bet. You can bet on anything. Yeah, you could bet on. It. Can I was bet, just trying to be. I was I was say, trying to can, be a jerk. Yeah, you can. But you can. People race Belt can, Sanders for let, God's sake.
2: Let's get into something a little bit more serious though. Um, okay. With this win, Movistar, best team in the women's professional peloton because they have Van Vluten. Could um, we have a situation where the Movistar men's team is relegated? and then the Uh women's team is at the top. Yes. How awesome would that be? And does that Uh, then mean that Movistar pulls funding for the top team? Because I'm sure there's some kind of trigger clause. Oh, come on.
3: I mean, I think the real question is, is it possible for a women's team to give points to the men's team? Because if that was a rule (laughs) that the UCI created all... The, I mean, like, uh, Patrick, whatever, would immediately start a top tier women's team because he, he would just want to bank more oh. points. Like,
2: well, I was reading on cycling you, news or cycling tips that he actually has a team.
3: Well, I, yeah, oh, yeah, no, we've covered this. Uh, um, we've covered this.
1: Um, uh, here's the thing.
3: Do you I don't, think I, wait, I don't want to disparage anyone actually on that real team? I mean, they're probably nice people and they're they're actually racing. Like they don't they're just doing no, yeah, just yeah, have yeah. to do what they gotta do, but he's a jerk. That's yes. we're laughing yeah. at him, Absolutely. not yeah. the women on the team and the people that run the team no. yeah. who are like here's, you just here, have to here's, get money. It's the base of it.
1: Okay. If if movistar are truly worried about relegation, can they bring Annemiek <laughs> Van Vluten over to do a few men's races to get the bank them some points.
3: That is a brilliant idea. They, I would love that.
1: I do.
2: I love that idea too. So we did last week. We were talking about the start, right? Cause it, the race started on the Sunday and now it's yeah. over. It was yeah. a great week of racing where they pretty much took over my Twitter sphere, my own um, cycling world um shout out to friend of the pod or all-time favorite of the pod uh Cecily Utrip Ludwig for a stage win on stage 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yes. resplendent win, amazing F bomb laid F bomb laden mm-hmm. post race interviews. That was a guaranteed bet. Would um Ludwig give the best post race interview and she did. Oh, for sure. Like all the men take notice because she absolutely crushed it. And that's, that's the type of athlete, if, the type of character I want to follow. They could yeah. learn so much.
1: If, if, if the women's, if the, if the tour de France from of Xwift was one of the first women's races that you've watched because it was the biggest stage and like the best production value. And it was actually like available. Um, and you are not familiar, uh, and maybe you saw this post race interview, and were like, "This person is incredible. This is yeah. the world's best post race interview ever." I would say it's maybe top five for her. Yeah, it's definitely the best one like of this summer. But uh, her, do do some research, do some digging. Uh, there's some incredible post race interviews,
2: incredible ones where it basically made you want, or I, I would say some of her interviews actually are what shamed the AOS or ASO into putting on this race enough right yeah. cuz she showed yes. the character aspect yeah. um Marian Voss took st- two stage wins um Lorita Weebs took two and Marian Rooser yes takes the uh, takes the other stage um beyond, big, beyond uh, uh, the last two just domination from Van Vluten into <laughs> the mountains
3: can i say one yep. thing the only disappointment i have with this uh week is that we didn't get you know, in the in the tour, you have three weeks. We only had a week here. At some point in the tour, you get the total underdog. Uh, nobody expected it. Winner. When I look down <laughs> this list, it's it's all the stars stars of the sport. I don't. No yeah. one was a surprise. I mean, it's like a funny thing, but you didn't get the like the um. You know the like the the Frenchman uh, who's in a contract year and and you know whatever like has never won a professional bike race and then wins a stage, um, yeah. Uh, like all we got, all we got was a hundred percent the best riders in the world fighting it out every single day. That's my complaint. Yeah. That what a, what a horrible. Yeah, was no, terrible. terrible. Yeah. So- it's terrible. No, I was, I mean, it's not a real complaint, but that's why you know if it's add a couple of days, then maybe we'll get that one weird there was, French winner.
2: There was some craziness out there in the race. Um, yeah. Did you gentlemen see the big crash, where the no. so there was a horrible crash, um, and then of course yes. some of the coverage was along the lines of lack of pack riding skills and all these like things that would never be said about um, men's racing.
3: I've never seen um, a crash in a men's race before. They yeah, crash. Yeah. yeah, I know. Really, and, like
1: where they fill up the whole road and yeah. like side to side, and I don't oh, and weird. like what, what happened was, on stage one. What was, one. Kind of, what was crazy that. about this ca- crash
2: was that there was a group of Racers coming to catch back up to the Peloton because of a, um, I think a flat tire or something or crosswinds. Um, I, I don't remember the specifics, but there's a group of like women, like four or five, head down in the caravan, balls to the walls, going to catch up to that group. Crash happens. They have their head down still and they come flying into the crash with bodies everywhere at full speed and just fly through the air. Yeah, that was, it was, it was one of the craziest. It was yeah. One of the craziest crashes I've seen, because at first I'm like, didn't they see the crash? This is ridiculous. Like, come on. But then there's a camera where they have the the moto cameras on them and you see how they're out of the saddle. They they look up and they're like, oh, we're super close to this group. I'm going to put my head down and get to this group no matter what. And we've all been there. I mean, definitely the three of us. We're always off the back and we think we've we're going to catch up. Chasing, yeah. yes. And we've been chasing and you're like, all right, I'm going to yeah. do all I can and then I, I just hope that peloton's going to slow down for a while for me. Yeah. Um, and then the other item that I thought was the most ridiculous of the week was when a uh, bicycling magazine has a, um, a story on the Instagram, like a, a clickbait-style story <laughs> along the lines of: "How do women bike racers pee?" That was the headline. Mm-hmm. And wading through the, uh, the comment section on that post was next level where a lot of people, you know, instantly taking offense to the article by saying, where's the real coverage. This is ridiculous. Yeah. How do men pee, you know? And then all of the, the Instagram meme accounts started going. And what was crazy and then probably the most disappointing was this is that like I was actually checking throughout the week, the Bicycling Magazine coverage, which was really, really good about the Tour de France Femmes. So yeah. it was like the comments in the article was like, this is why I don't read Bicycling Magazine, like cover the real race, don't cover this trivial. But if you went to bicyclingmagazine.com, the above the fold, at least seven stories, many of which written by female journalists covering this, this race at like a high level, just yeah. totally getting disregarded. People just, where, you know what? These articles well, do happen in the men's coverage. That's what, like, how many times have we heard about how men pee at the Tour de France?
3: I mean, when we were newbies, I think we legitimately all would have appreciated how men it's pee. A, it's a legitimate we, story. Because we would, we would all do road races, at least I would do road races, even like 35-mile road races, and I'd be like, I have to pee so bad. And then, I hope this race finishes soon.
2: And you're like, oh, well, the men have, a, like, probably an anatomical advantage to being able to go pee here. Whereas like, how does it work? <laughs> like, it, it seems like a pretty viable question. And what the worst part was the coverage of bicycling magazine was really good throughout the whole race. Yeah. And trust me that's it's kind of painful to say, I'm not like you know, I'm like, it's bicycling magazine here. Like how long were they on the Lance bandwagon for? Um, uh, uh, but you know, a long time ago. But yes. like, yeah. Old habits die hard.
3: <laughs> I think there's probably been some reshuffling at the uh, of the deck I, of folks there, but yes.
2: Do you guys have any thoughts on this, or do, were you guys familiar at all with this kind of mini Instagram controversy?
3: I uh, I saw that that came up. I did not wade into the comments on that because I am no. um, a person who values my time and my sanity,
1: <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: I like to look. A little, you know, I need to, you know I like to look after myself emotionally. So thank you for doing that, Tim. So I appreciate that. I will be interested to see
2: if that's the top story on bicycling magazine. So, if any of our bicycling magazine listeners—and I know that there's several of you—if um, you can just get us the stats, I—I bet you it's still the top performing story. And all these Yahoos making like hating on bicycling magazine without even checking bicycling magazine's coverage. Yeah,
1: I, I will say like bicycling—that's—that's <laughs> uh, that's like a clickbaity story or whatever. But like that's their job for the, for the most part, it's a clickbaity story. But like little guy said, if you don't know, it's kind of one of those things you're like, yeah, I, I kind of want to know, you know, so that there is an audience for that. Even if the experienced bike racer doesn't need to know that, like basically amazing things kind of main bread and butter is the inexperienced bike racer or bike <laughs> fan, you know, just, um, you, but I see, honestly, like yeah, I they've been side. doing a really good job for the past, I don't know, four or five years. Like, turn in what was a cornball magazine into a decent cycling news source you know like i think i think they've done a pretty good job it's um i it, i agree with you and that's what it's if you go
2: to their website right now mm-hmm. like you have to scroll down a ways to not get any coverage about the tour de france fems and like it's yeah. more coverage than they provided than the tour de france like it's like kudos like this is great yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is, um Maybe Bicycling I, I, Magazine, I, I, we ne- we actually need to support Bicycling Magazine more so that we, we come out of the margins that is, you know, may- maybe that's our gift for episode 400. Is that like...
1: Maybe. maybe. <laughs> well, well we've, we've already made a lot of promises yeah. for episode we 400 just, that we just add haven't another one. Uh, all yeah. come together yet, which is causing shipping delays uh, on our product. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't want to get too far away from, uh, we were talking about the, the race yeah. and I don't want to get too far away from the gravel stage because that yes. was absolutely incredible. I don't know yes. if you guys saw was that this. The,
2: I did not see it all. Walk me through why you want to talk about it.
1: Well, Hey, it's a gravel stage in a, uh, grand tour, um, which I know you love. Um, you love the gimmicks. You love the, the weird ideas outside of the box thinking. Um, but I mean, obviously gravel's hot right now. So of course you're going to do a gravel stage and totally. it gives you new roads. It gives you better climbs, different climbs, I guess. Maybe not better, but in it, it shuffles the deck. Like it, it forces something to happen in a notoriously boring sport, um, for the recently inundated into, into cycling uh it can be tough to watch um you know when you're 20 something years in like us you're like oh this is this is where all the magic happens <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really it doesn't it's guys eating gels and and peeing off the side of the bike you know like yeah. great yeah
3: uh, well, um, i mean that's where the race is won and lost though right? all right you want to make sure your favorite riders eating and so, hydrating you know i mean that's yeah, the, yeah, for yeah, me exactly. that's exactly that's where the excitement is i mean you know I exactly. you look over and you're like whoo she's i'm glad she's eaten
1: yeah so anyway this uh this promise to mix things up, and I love the gravel climbs I think I think they're so cool like they look cool they th- the way the race shakes out is usually awesome, especially in in races like Strata Bianchi and all these things um that are classics that everyone loves um so it's hard to argue with this kind of stage in a especially in a one week grand tour um but I feel like it we no no shortage of fireworks in this stage yeah. from from the flat tires you might expect on the gravel. And this was some chunky, some chunky gravel. I don't know how it, how the gravel hall of fame would rank this. And uh, as far as stars, like, like is it a first of, of ballot
2: gravel. hall of fame gravel stage or is it a like, you know, the veterans it, committee is going to vote on this one.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't want okay. our comment section to light up uh, if yeah. I make any kind of declaration there, but it looked chunky to me. Um, but uh, and the climbs look brutal, but there were so many fireworks in this stage uh from flat tires and um I don't know if you saw uh uh u a e team car uh mm-hmm. take their uh team leader out of the race that was um yeah. essentially with um some questionable uh I don't know if it was questionable driving. It was it wasn't erratic driving, but I think they were a little close to the group. Did you?
2: I got the feeling when seeing that highlight Mm -hmm. that the driver of that car like hadn't really been there before, like hadn't like been (laughs) participating in like women's racing or kind of know what's there. And they're like, "Oh, Tour de France. So I'm taking you know I'm the big cheese. I'm gonna take the team car." And it's possible.
3: Drove
1: it like an you, you think there are some VIPs in that car, not necessarily DSs. Yeah, you think,
3: you, think yeah. you think it was Giotti. You think it was the Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. like it, <laughs> the main dude. Let's hope so.
1: Could be. Um. Yeah, I mean, she rode into the car, but the car was probably not where it should be. Um, so I, I it's tough to place blame a hundred percent on the car. Uh but it's also not her fault. She should be able to ride her race wherever she wants without hitting a car. Uh, but that yeah. was, uh, I think, after two flats and a bike change and some other things. So she just had an absolute disaster of a stage uh, on stage four. Um, Cicely, Giltrip uh, Ludwig as well. Sure. Suffering some flats, a lot of big shakeups that day. Um, but uh, you- such a cool stage. It's just one of those stages that, like, there was always action.
2: Yeah. I th- you touched on it earlier. 2 weeks would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um really capture the Zeitgeist a little bit more. Yeah. After looking at this, I got a couple questions for you guys. Um sure. as as fans of the sport and I, I think we're relative you know we're not all stars when it comes to women's racing but we we are actively seeking it out and we do pursue um the fandom here. How would you um is there a way to improve it? Like do you, do you think next year you go immediately to 3 weeks? Do you think that's the end goal? Do you go two weeks? Um, Do we give, do you run it concurrently with the men's race or do you like the standalone nature of this race post Tour de France? Kind of all that together. What what are your guys' thoughts?
1: Boy, Uh,
3: yeah, that's a lot. I like the standalone nature, I think. Yeah. When it comes down to it, I don't think you do three weeks. I think uh, in a way you guys are right. You don't always need three weeks. I do think it needs to be more than a week, week and a half. Uh, two, I do, I do feel like to be a grand tour, it should be a little longer. And and even if it's you do four days and you do a rest stage or something, um, and you know, they could cover more ground that way. Like they could be in one part of the country and then have a transfer Mm -hmm. stage or something. But yeah, I feel, I don't, I'm not going to diss it. I was, I was super excited about it. I, I will say I am a little bummed in a weird way that, the tour was so, not that riders were so excited about it, but because uh, there's other big women's stage races, and that mm-hmm. tour, yeah. just saying something is the tour holds such weight, and it's just ASO having so much power <laughs> in such a weird way that riders were, like, extra happy to win a yellow jersey, which I understand why, but also I it's sort of... Uh, l- I'm lamenting the fact that ASO has so much power over the sport that they can just say like magically wave a one and say, now you have a tour de France and now it's the biggest race that it like jumps over the Jordan and it's like, well, they're both great stage races. And why is, why does, why does France always have to have the best one? I guess what I'm saying is the tour of Minnesota Uh huh. we could do a tour of Minnesota and that could be the biggest race in the women's year. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. No. So that's that's oh, it's all so. My it's rant. a Spencer rescue. Us Spencer, here tell me from what you think. <clears throat>
1: um, I think two weeks is perfect for all Grand Tours, men's and women's. Uh, I think <laughs> the scheduling of this one was ideal after the um, men's Tour de France because let's let's face it. Here's here's how the Tour de France works. Here's how July works. Build up to the tour, very exciting. First week, first stages of the tour. Super involved, you're paying attention, you're watching everybody's, like, you're seeing how twitchy they are in the pack. You're paying attention uh, through the first whole week, let's say. And then you get through that, and you're like, okay, second week. Now, Now the big guns start to come out to play a little bit. We're going to see what happens. And second week, you're sort of following along, and you're like, okay, now the GC is sort of shook out. I know where we're at. Maybe some things slide around a tiny bit, but it's basically the deal is sealed. Third week, you're sort of, you know, flipping it on for the finale, you know, for the last climb or last descent of the stage. And you're more or less checked out at that point. And it's a nice rest week as a viewer. And then you get a full week of women's racing or hopefully more than that in the future after you get that rest week of the third week of the men's race. So for me, it was great because I got to uh, enjoy the first couple, uh, weeks of the tour of the men's tour, then get some downtime and ramp back up into the women's race. That was super good. That,
3: okay. Well, I think, you didn't miss anything at the last couple of weeks in the men's race. So no, what I like uh, was that there's no men's racing
2: to really compete with it. Yeah. Right? Like it's like the post tour criterium's, You've got uh, whatever the guy's name that won getting flown in jets back to Denmark and 500,000 people out in the plaza to wish him well. But the, uh-huh. the women's race was definitely <laughs> a, kind of the race. cake. Um, well,
3: we did have a race for a hat. I mean, so, we'll have to talk about that in a minute. Well, let's, eh. let's not forget so, that hat. That's yeah, but hat. let's talk
2: about more important things. Um, friend of the podcast and 16th place finisher and University of Minnesota Golden Gopher hockey jersey winner, um, Sharon Van Enru. I uh, took uh, best young rider, um, winner of the Tour de France Femmes. It took 14th and,
3: of the tour. She didn't take 16th of the tour, though. It's not. It's not. Again, she took people.
2: 16th place of the of the Cyclocross yeah, 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 World yeah, yeah. Cup at Madison, where she won the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher jersey okay. that yeah. I presented in person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she really, she really loved that,
1: which um, precluded clearly her winning the youth jersey here at the Tour de France. It is yeah. not, She's in, had a very good. Season. Can we just
3: say a very good season?
1: I mean,
2: on paper. Besides that win, for Trek, I think Trek has to be the most disappointed of all during this race. And here's why. Lizzie Dygan won the women's Paris-Roubaix.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A great Crushed race. It. The first time ever. Yeah, Wins it. They hold it up and they treat that win the way Trek would treat almost any win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They didn't have the stage win here. They didn't get. They got the best young rider jersey, which congratulations doesn't carry the weight of that yellow jersey. Um, I would say, on paper, that I think Trek is probably happy to participate and to have fun. They have a couple second place finishes. I I think at least one second place finish in the tour. Yeah, they
3: they, they ran it close a few times.
2: They didn't. They didn't take the top step, and that has to be disappointing because think of the marketing machine that Trek would have put behind if they won the overall. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you're going to see Movistar doing that. I don't like I, that. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's mm. unfortunate. Um, I mean, even like Voss is a superstar. She won a couple stages, and wore the yellow for most of the race. I don't think Cervelo is going to get super behind that either, especially coming well, off I think the they, the tour that they yeah. had on the men's side, like. I saw some uh, posts.
2: I saw some bikes, like some highlights, but it wasn't...
1: Yeah. I
2: think you guys understand what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trek, Trek has always uh, really championed the women's racing, and uh, it is a bummer to see them not get something out of this race, but it's one of those things where, uh, kind of like you were saying, there's so many other good women's races like the Donne and, and the women's Strada and the women's Paris-Roubaix and all these things yeah. that they have seen plenty of success in over the years because they've got such a baller program as far as women's uh, racing yeah. teams go. So yeah. Um, so, unfortunate not to get the, the payoff uh, on, the, on the, I guess the biggest ASO stage. Um, but overall, I think, I think they can feel good about the, the team that they've built over there. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, little guy run to talk about a race with a hat. So, um, let's give, the men's racing, all the coverage that it deserves by going to our very own man in the middle, Michael Matthews, in this week's Cream I <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello.
3: Hello. Hello, this is Shireen from uh, yeah. Last Rock oh, and we're I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: All right, guys, here we are in the pre Lap. Major shout-out to all listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. What's up? Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about our bevy of shows. Shout-out to the Grodio for continuing to put out the content in the gravel racing season with the Crusher and the Tusher being done. We have the Leadville um, 100 coming up. That's next in the Lifetime Grand Prix before heading out to the fine roads of Scheram again and finishing up the Big uh, Sugar. So. Grodio's got the coverage that you need. Check out Grodio. I,
1: I think there they just dropped the their power rankings, uh, so those I haven't checked out yet, but uh, I'm excited to see where where the standings are in the gravel world. So that's where I get my news.
2: Yeah, and then uh, Criterion Nation continues to slay it with all mm-hmm. of the crit racing coverage that you can get, and there's crit drama everywhere you look. They have, <laughs> they have, they have a hankering for deliverance. Um, yeah. You should definitely check that out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I can't wait for, uh, to hear from Bill over at uh side cross radio um, on some of the coverage that he's been doing out at Ugh. snowshoe for the um, UCI world cup downhill and cross country races that were happening in mm-hmm. the crowds were amazing out there in West Virginia. Head over mm-hmm. to CX Harris on Instagram to see some of his photos, but yeah. we've had some great wins for America. Um, so Canadian win on the women's, uh, uh, short track and overall, I mean, cross country mountain biking and downhill is alive and well here in the U S and I, I have to believe promoters see these crowds out there at snowshoe and are thinking we should get in on this. Like there should be at least two or three weeks here in the U S combined with, uh, Mount St. Anne. You could, I mean, it is getting big. It's impressive and Bill's coverage is going to be fantastic. When you uh, check that out over at CX hairs, uh, yep. radio and yeah. CX hairs on Instagram. The,
1: the other terrifying thing, uh, to think about is Bill is just ramping up like cross season is right around the corner at this point. Uh, what the heck? it's bananas. Like I know we are, uh, recording this July 31, uh, which seems illegal to talk about cycle cross at this point. But, uh, about a month out from the season starting so uh, you gotta be doing your intervals so
2: mm-hmm. so yeah well um should we get back to the show
1: oh yeah all right My name is matthew vanderpool and i don't listen to the slow ride podcast
2: All right, guys. Here we are back at the show. We have some emails to to maybe get to, um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, I I do think we should uh, we should um, talk a little bit about the hat race. The little guy was really disappointed, but all he would do is just not yeah. stop pointing at Tom Skunes with a solid top ten for the Potato Man. Seven. Potato
1: Ambassador, sir. Yeah. Potato Ambassador. Yeah. Actually. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Tom's uh, seventh place, leading a pretty big group uh, uh, home. So, uh, all in all, pretty boring race. Uh, Remco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all Remco, right. And that sums that up. Okay. We're Remco, <laughs> uh,
3: so much stronger than anyone. Um, there's kind of nothing that anyone could do, and he went solo, and it's impressive. Much like Anavik uh, Van Vluten's win on the same day, um, uh-huh. Very impressive, not extremely exciting because once she got away and once Remco got away, you basically knew it was over. Like, you could just see him and then they'd cut back to a shot of the the chase of, like, Teese and uh, Malema and Sivikov and stuff, and you're like, well, nope. No chance in hell. Those guys are bringing him back. And the same thing when you're watching the women's tour that day. uh, Enemy got away and you just have to have a shot of her and then a shot of the chase group and you'd be like nope not <laughs> happening and just yeah you can watch just the pedaling just the way they're pedaling and you're like that's that is done and dusted i don't you know but i will say this i was looking at pictures of san sebastian it looks like a lovely town and i want to go there so it worked from a tourism perspective it didn't really work i don't have the money to do it but you know
1: okay nice. all right well that's- there you go
3: and they want a hat
2: um, we talked about it a little bit in the pre- I, yeah they won the hat. I don't want like you know it's just change the date of Classica San Sebastian. Let's give the women their moment to shine.
3: Well, I mean maybe they will, but I mean you know, you know like, most years like it t- was Tour of a, Poland the was
2: actually at the right time. You know that's nice secondary race that everyone's like oh yeah aren't they racing in Poland during the Tour de France? It actually kind of seemed like it made some sense this year. Um, mm. I just I know we're talking about it in pre lap. Again, shout out to the crowd at West Virginia, considering the record, like the floods that were happening in West Virginia and in Kentucky, going out to support um, mountain bike racing in the US, I think is next level. With David Valero taking the men's uh, win in the cross country. And then on the women's side, it was Annie Terpstra of the Netherlands Mm -hmm. over Australian Rebecca McConnell, who's been crushing it this year. Um, And then uh, Alessandra uh, Keller in third from switzerland yeah. so overall pretty cool to see on the men's side um of the downhill and the women's downhill races once again were fantastic to watch too
1: well and uh of course our favorite everyone's favorite maybe event uh, of the weekend a short track racing was incredible out there as well yeah. um chris blevins crushing it on the men's side taking the win looking awesome in that world champion oh, stripe it, it, jersey it does
2: look so good and he it had looks- that
1: Amazing. Yeah. He had
2: that uh photo that Bill took with him hands up in the air but like looking over his shoulder to just see how big of a margin of victory he had. It was <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. Like and the other guys are just in like in a in a short track race. Uh, it was pretty cool to see.
1: Yeah, like short track is already the most americanized version of mountain bike we can get and uh when you do it in the US, it's just that much sweeter. <laughs> but uh yeah, Great great stuff over there. Bill's got a ton of great coverage, uh, like you were saying, uh, of of Chris and uh, uh, Gwendolyn, I think. Um, yeah, Gwendolyn Gibson, who won on the women's side as well, which was also amazing to see.
2: Um, we got an email this week from Derek Gross. Hits us up. New podium bikes. Are babies the new podium bikes? First Roglic, then Jonas, then G. Atherton, and then Lorena Weebs. That's all. Derek, so the question, how do you guys hmm. feel
1: about podium babies? Love them. We love the podium babies. What's that? Podium babies are are fine. Totally acceptable.
2: Um, What's the age? What's the age that you can't bring a podium baby up? I think that there's a hard line. Ooh. I think that well, when the baby has to be three months or younger.
3: Oh, you don't want to bring it's a three small kid months. No, no. That's a like, small Oh, baby. I was going to nope. cut Tim, it, Tim. it off at like...
2: Yeah. Like that's right. It's three months on, because if on, you're able to, if you're on, able to get on the podium, on. if you're able to get on the podium. Okay. First off, let, let me do some, uh, verbal gymnastics to get a little bit out of the hole. I just dug myself. Yeah. One, if you're a men's racer, you get three months. Why? Because if you're able to get on the podium within three months of you doing none of the hard work in uh-huh. a, um, in a, uh, yeah, sure when be- <laughs> you yeah. get three months, however, uh women racers and if it's your baby because you do all the work of bringing Uh new life into the world um you have carte blanche till they're 21
3: (laughs) good work Tim good work (laughs) did did I did I serious here I think you're pretty much out of the woods yeah I'm
2: okay with (laughs) women bike racers and winners please uh okay
1: more podium babies I think three months is an incredibly small window uh, for even for the men's race. Nope, three Um, months.
3: I didn't sleep for like the first two years.
2: Exactly. So if you're able to pull it off within three months, then like the baby (laughs) deserves a little bit of the credit (laughs) because that that means the baby's being a team player, (laughs) going to bed at night. (laughs) Yeah, Uh (laughs) it's like you know, probably changing its own diapers.
1: So here's the thing, Tim. You're a professional bike racer. You're you're an elite amateur bike racer, like you used to be. Just remember, just a couple years ago. In Uh, in your own history, yeah. Say uh, it's it's you had just had little Heimar. He's Mm -hmm. he's four months old at this point. You've been getting you've been racking up good results: seconds, thirds, fourths, a couple of sixteenths. Um, You know the form is there. You're knocking on the door. Yeah. Little Heimar makes it four four months, four and a half months old. He's been a perfect angel. Letting you train six hours a day, not mm-hmm. complaining at all on the trailer and uh, behind your bike, uh, yeah. as you grind up these uh, climbs, the huge Central Florida climbs. Um, I, I did win the Everest challenge, but yes, uh, uh, um, you you finally do it. You win the big Tuesday night crit. All all your racing buddies are there. They all see. The savvy sprint that you unleashed on everyone. The Strava times mm-hmm. are incredible. Yep. You go to grab little Heimar because he's been such a team player, and then you realize oh, it's four and a half months. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Can't bring you yeah. up on the on the podium they bring out for that Tuesday night crit. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna look little Heimar in the eye and tell him no.
2: Yes. Cause he needs to get used to disappointment
1: in life. Well, he is your kid.
2: Exactly. So, like, just continue it, because let's be honest, that's not going to happen. Not going to get on the podium, but I just, I don't like podium bikes. No, I don't like false podium accoutrement. I like a hat. We talked extensively earlier in the pod about a hat race. That's a trophy.
3: Um, yeah, that's a trophy. And I, don't, don't, don't look at me like that, Tim. You've talked about this hat with. I don't much want much fondness talk. in the past. Don't I don't act the like I'm the hat race the only needs to change. That.
2: Needs to change its space on the calendar. Okay.
3: I mean, I the do, I, in the hat race's defense, it's always been in the spot. But that's, know, yeah, that's yeah, that's also you know. true.
1: Um,
3: the um, <laughs> I, I like. I mean, I I like a baby. I'm I'm all for it. I think
2: it's disgusting. Even even up like to it.
3: like six years <laughs> and later. Uh, one thing I like though is if you go back in in cycling history. You can find all kinds of just super, we know super dirty doped riders, with their cute little innocent kids up there on the podium with you, and, and that mm-hmm. ended them, and that really that really changes it when you look uh-huh. back now, well, twenty we, years later. There's Lance
1: and his kids. What are Lance's kids
3: doing?
2: Well, they they I mean Lance probably also told them
3: to believe in Santa Claus.
1: What are What I are mean, they I doing, think at little some guy? Point, what are they doing? They're on their bike. They're training <laughs> six hours a day. I don't think they little are. Guy.
3: Wasn't one of them in trouble recently? No, I think I don't one was
1: a, a college
3: football player, but.
1: We don't need to get into that. Here, here's, I think that, here's the I mean, thing.
2: parents the babies, lie to their kids every time.
1: Tim, little guy, everyone, all our listeners, professionals across the globe, here's, here's the Slow Ride Podcast official stance on podium children. If okay. the child is racing bicycles, they cannot come on the podium with you. If they are not racing bicycles, if mm. they're not of the age to race bicycles, if they do not participate in the sport of cycling, they can and are encouraged to come on the podium with you should you win a race.
3: That's a good call, Spencer. I like it. It's, a, it's subtle. Well, wait, I, at some point, I bet... Uh, Until they're Eddie 21. <laughs> uh, Va- Vanderpool, Adrian Vanderpool, probably took young Matthew Vanderpool um, on the podium. I'm I bet, sure some I bet of our listeners can there. probably dig that up. Yeah, hopefully somebody does. Maybe it's just a picture of David. Maybe it's just David Vanderpool.
2: Oh, i yeah. forgotten Vanderpool. Yeah. Isn't there a third Vanderpool?
1: <laughs> if there is, they don't race. He's, he's actually... Uh, so he's, he's <laughs>
2: still showing up on the podium?
1: He's <laughs> actually a speed skater. He's, he's not part yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. the speed skater one.
2: Uh, so, I mean, where do you stop? Where do you stop with podium babies? Can you have podium cousins? I mean, at what point, well, like, I, oh, well, this is...
3: Lauren, Lauren, Weaves yeah. brought up... I mean, I don't even remember the relation. I don't care. Cute kid. Happy to see it. Yeah, but the kid was... How old was the kid? I don't know. One or two. Somewhere in that range. One something. Oh, so outside child. my three-month window. Well, outside your three-month window, but yeah. <laughs> not outside your stretch it out to 21. I'm trying to not say anything offensive window.
2: No, but I would just say three months, it's it's a it's a rule. in my In my household... <laughs>
3: Right. Your, your kids must sleep better than mine. I mean, we are recording this podcast at nine. It's currently nine nineteen in, in, yeah. in the in the in the so, in the in the PM and I guarantee my kid has not fallen asleep yet. I'm guaranteed so, he's upstairs right now rolling around so talking we, about monsters.
2: <laughs> Let's get uh-huh. into uh one of the other things uh that we had discussed um, in the podcast green room um, okay. and when we were writing notes was that LeBron James uh invested uh, through his yeah. investment company into canyon bikes. Now, Canyon, as we all know, is mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to say revolutionizing d to c bike purchasing, but they make it pretty darn easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a lot cheaper because they basically br- like write out the middleman. As a former bike shop owner, I probably wouldn't have been so stoked if someone brought a Canyon in five, six
3: years ago. What about a duplex now, bar, though? Would you have been excited just because oh, of the duplex? If, if the
2: duplex bar came <laughs> yeah. in, I would okay. be like, yes, uh, please, more of these yeah, handlebars. Yeah. But I would say this. I think canyons now are fairly synonymous, and smart bike shops are realizing that you can still charge quite a bit of money for service to make sure that the bike is up to spec and fantastic. So I'm sure LeBron's kind of probably looking at this, thinking it's a great way to get people out on bikes. It's easier, right? Comfort <laughs> at your own home buying the bikes, shopping the bikes, not going to be shamed when you go into the bike shop. Um, So what are you thinking, Spencer? What are you thinking about this news? When you saw that news, what were you thinking?
1: Well, I mean, that is great. Uh, Obviously, to see some investment coming into the bike industry, Uh, you know, we need the the fresh... I, I mean, I thought this, I think when Canyon kind of hit the scene, right, is you need this fresh take on bikes, you need this fresh look at the industry... Um, to shake things up and, and, you know, pump some new ideas, new blood into the, into the old dog, uh, industry. But I saw this news specifically. I was like, oh, that's great. But then I was like, of course it's Canyon. Of course it's Canyon because they're the ones that are also the forward thinking, like startup style, like whatever. Um, but it also made me think what other celebrities should be investing in the bike industry, and uh what what brand do do each of those celebrities align with like where are some matches to be found yeah uh some crossovers between bike brands and i don't know sports slash venture celebrity camp. icon you know status yeah well, uh, yeah.
2: I mean, we see it all over, right? Will Farrell is an investor in like LAFC in mm-hmm. Major League Soccer. Um, you know, LeBron is famously also a part owner of Liverpool um, in uh, in in the Premier League. I guess that's does, a, that's what we call soccer over do, in uh, England.
3: Does he have money in Cannondale still, or did he um, not have? No, that he took it out. He took um, it out. Um, if
2: you did read the article, I didn't um, read the article. Okay. It's like he's taken that money out. But yes, he was famously also an investor in in uh, Cannondale. So pretty cool. So Spencer, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're mm-hmm. kind of wondering like how can we match some folks up? So
1: Yeah, what what other what other yeah. um for for example, let's let's say uh you you brought up Will Farrell. Let's say yeah. he's a he's a hilarious guy, good um PR, you know, likes to show up at the events and, and mm-hmm. kiss babies and shake hands and do the whole thing. What bike brand do you think Will Farrell's brand Aligns with the closest, like which brand should he pick up? With Canyon, can I, Canyon can off I, the table now.
2: Can I buzz in? I know the answer. Oh sure. It's it's Cat Trike. Um, recumbent trikes would be totally the thing for Will Ferrell. It's good, you know. It's kind of yeah. funny, yeah. At first, but then you realize, like, you know, he's got skills, and it's okay. actually like, you know, American made. Mm-hmm. Um, I I honestly, Orlando's finest and one of the largest bicycle manufacturers, one of the biggest stars for mm-hmm. the comedy. Bent, I think it can make it work. That's what I think.
3: You think he's probably also got like lower back problems too. So the the trikes probably <laughs> yeah. The and the recumbentness is probably yeah. okay. Good for many right. soldiers. You know, a recumbent is a thing none of us have yet, and it it is the logical next step. I don't. I have a lot of bikes. Oh, I mean, and I, and I, I think don't it's own the next a recumbent step for one person on this podcast. Yeah, I would unbike we're recumbent in a minute in a hot second.
2: Yeah, Do you want a two wheel recumbent or three wheel like, like no
3: what you, two uh, like a Paquetta? Those are weird. With the um, beam, it's like a beam. Yeah, the, okay. They sit a little high. Little Tomboon and is yeah, very so, into recumbents. So I think way off be track.
1: Fun. I need to I need to yeah, pull you yeah, back. Yeah. There's no right, recumbent. Pull me back. Pull me back. podcast. We need to. Okay. We need to reel right. this in. we am just to have, expand our demographic. Th- th- we'll save right. that for
2: episode 400.
1: You're gonna right. have to start a whole new podcast if you want so, to talk so about recumbent, recumbents for more than. a What do you got, Spencer?
2: Who who do you got Will Ferrell with?
1: Uh... Well, I was, I was kind of, I like your outside of the box thinking, Tim. Uh, I think that makes sense. I was kind of thinking, um, focused in on the, on the world tour kind of racing teams and, and trying to align there. But, um, you know, wherever it fits is fine. Um, uh, but out of those teams, I was thinking, it seems like a good fit for a track, you know, a good fun loving team yeah. that, uh, has a good marketing, uh, sense and, and has the budget. Kind of, kind of something uh-huh. for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: you know, everyone loves Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was thinking of one Spencer. Okay. Um, it came to mind right away. Um, I don't, I actually read this. Uh, I was reading bicycle retailer. Um, did you know that Will Smith has invested in a variety of full face helmet companies?
1: I had no idea. No.
3: This is a yeah. recent
2: investment. It's a very recent. Investment. Oh man. Yeah. This is a yeah. heck of a joke. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: A, he, um, he really thinks that more people should be, uh, um, uh-huh. Or full face helmets around him.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That's topical.
2: What do you think? think, you think right. That
3: joke's got some lights? Uh, I'm gonna uh, reel. you back it's, in. Again. It's very daddy. Uh. It's, very, it's very dad joke. Okay. But uh, I mean, I smiled. I'm gonna.
1: I'm should gonna, gonna save, give you another celebrity.
3: For,
2: should I save that for episode 400? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. I'm gonna give you another celebrity. You tell me what what bike brand pops into mind first. Okay. It Could be. It could be a world tour team. Could be. a a, a parts brand, I guess, but I, I'm kind of thinking bicycle brands, but whatever, okay. whatever comes in first. Elon Musk.
2: Uh, I've got oh, this. No. Um, Lamond bikes. No. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: oh, no. LeMond. I hope not. Yeah. Lamond.
2: I, I actually have this on my list. Where, okay. Why would I have Elon? I want Elon Musk around Lamond because I. it's American manufacturing. Uh-huh. Okay. Still haven't. Still haven't it. seen anything yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, it's kind of like there's a lot of talk. Yeah. yeah. Um. It uh, uh. Our good friend Greg Lamont is uh, likely to get sued at any moment. Yeah. I'm sure Elon Musk yeah. has a lot of uh He's lawsuits coming. Many pending lawsuits. Um, at true. all times. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Uh, th- there are some bikes that are produced with the Lamont name that are quite expensive. Really, really expensive.
3: You can buy they them look now. Great, though. You can buy them now.
2: You can buy the the Le Mans bikes that were made in um in Asia, the e-bikes that look great.
3: Oh, you can buy look those. At. Okay. I actually
2: had this down. Elon Musk I had with Le Mans okay. bikes. Um, that's American great. manufacturing that's great. carbon fiber. Okay. I got, what do you got?
1: I got one. Side? Oh, yeah, little guy, do you got anything to add?
3: No, I don't I don't okay. want to associate.
1: No, that's the, Elon point. With that's any, the whole any, point. any,
3: any yeah, brands and so I I don't I can't yeah. The, the, the of
1: goal of this segment is to make little guys uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: so Tim, it, it's requiring him to think of modern bicycle companies. That's I know. Actually that just,
1: is true. And that <laughs> and is also creating part.
3: some, uh, discomfort. What, Tim, what do you this, got? Special? This
1: one you might like, uh, word association, bike brand association. Where should wait, wait, he invest? Wait, Do you not
2: have an answer for Elon Musk? No, not really. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Cool.
1: <laughs> um, this is a thought experiment. Um, okay, where should he invest? You're his advisor to the bike industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your client is Conor McGregor.
2: Conor McGregor, um, Brompton.
1: Brompton. Um, he, oh. he should. He should, he should okay. because he's gonna
2: because he's gonna make people fold <laughs> in a heartbeat. Oh. He's gonna. Um, he can fold them up into a suitcase pretty uh-huh. easy. Uh, uh-huh. uh, a lot of Americans would get would just assume that Brompton is Irish. Uh As much as uh, as they would think that it's a UK company, Um, they just know it's from over the pond. Um, Hands down, Brompton—that's the first thing that comes to mind.
3: Oh, (laughs) I'm—I'm sure he's personally invested money in like UAE or Bahrain or (laughs) Bahrain teen or something. At this point, (laughs) he's probably got got a special deal with Colnago to get in on those Mm petrol bucks.
2: Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and do you have anything, Spencer? When you wrote that,
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't. Uh, I I have a few here, but that well. I just I, I guess I had the uh, down for him um because the EF uh with the flashiness and the pizzazz that they try to bring the problem with the EF is they don't bring the results um that I think he would demand uh so it's not a perfect fit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like his suits.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> don't zoom in on the pinstripes. Yeah. yeah. Um so, I'm gonna pander just a little bit to UK corner um, with yeah. this one, but uh, we we got to get something in for the for our loyal UK listeners. I mean,
2: I did just slay it with Brompton.
1: You did, but I, yeah. I'm thinking with the celebrity side of it, um, David Beckham. Posh, David I was Beckham. gonna say Posh Spike. could be. It could, you, you be, said, it could <laughs> be Posh Spice uh, as well. I was well. gonna say
2: Posh Spice because you said a UK celebrity, and instantly there's two. There's two, and they're married. Yeah, that's um, it. So David Beckham, what would be the, uh, the David Beckham bike company? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Pinarello. Absolutely. It was cool for a while. It's a slam and then dunk. It's, cu- it's, it's no longer relevant. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was really big, had to come to America to, to, to save a little bit of the career. Uh-huh. Did well, did quite well. Uh-huh. Big in Miami. Uh, Very big in Miami. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say Pinarello. Yeah. yeah. Spencer, we're on the same page here. It's it's perfect we're, yeah. we're nailing it. Yeah.
1: You know, I was, uh, I was, um, watching the, uh, uh the F1 race earlier today mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. reminded me that a lot of the times you'll see, uh, they'll get a camera in the garage and you'll see a random celebrity or two in there. And, yeah. uh, I didn't see it today, but it has reminded me that you often see Tom Cruise in the old Mercedes yeah. garage, big Mercedes yeah. fan. Is there a fit in the bike industry for Tom Cruise?
2: Yes, uh, it'd be giant because you may recall that Giant was really into 650Bs um, as a wheel <laughs> size. So it would fit Tom Cruise. C's. Um, yeah, it
3: would fit.
2: It would fit Tom Cruise. Do you, do you get it?
3: Yeah, and the and the and the say only riding the one size bike thing, and that way he could, yeah, he could and, pretend oh. like he was taller and, than he was because yeah, he could, it, could ride the same bike as you or something. Yeah, yeah it was like, like
2: George Yask. Yeah. Um, Yask also, since <laughs> Giant makes every bike imaginable, I'm sure they make a great 24 inch road bike. Oh um, yeah no, yep. you know <laughs> yeah, at some yeah. point, so I think slam dunk giant,
3: okay, is he taller than me? I'm gonna check before before we keep making fun of him, I'm gonna make sure he's not tall,
2: uh, okay than me. well while, while you're looking at his height, I mean, I guess uh Spencer, do you have any ideas for Tom Cruise that um, you know, could be like out of this world um or uh-huh. uh something that is just you know you just want to climb up on the couch and and scream to high heavens
1: about you know, um not really uh i you know i'm trying to work in a days of thunder joke but i i'm just not coming to me um yeah but okay. i'm thinking with the with the mercedes alignment it's a, it's not, is this is where i uh i sort of i'm uh, drawing I mean, the parallel and and to me it's it's yumbo visma so it's going to have to be okay. cervelo um it's cervelo. kind of a yeah, high end brand but like not so exclusive that a normal person can't buy a Cervello. I I have a Cervello, so like <laughs> I uh kind of, you know, target market. Um it's not an Aston Martin, it's not uh, you know, an Alfa Romeo, some some weird car that nobody buys. Um it's a Mercedes. It's a Cervello. I don't know. It's fine. There's probably really nice ones, but there's also the C-Class that, you know, people that want to waste money can buy.
2: Yeah. Um Spencer, you were working really hard for the day of thunder. You were trying to just uh you know, trickle it in there like coal. Yeah, um,
1: there you go.
2: And and like, you know, he didn't slam you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he no. rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing mm-hmm. and you're on a cervella. It just doesn't work. I mean, I just I'm with you here. I, I just think he's gonna <laughs> Okay. Um I now, got, what what else you got?
1: Well, I got two more uh kind of okay. questions that are kind of my oddball into the end of the segment uh, once oh, this
2: the segment can keep going
1: uh, this is this
2: is solid gold
1: <laughs> certainly uh, little this guy is, segment
2: is gonna be just as good
1: this could be episode 400 oh, quality stuff yeah. and we're bringing it on 401 so it's a little disappointing yeah, but yeah. um so this is a trick question I need you guys to think about this carefully you may have different answers
2: okay mm-hmm. which
1: bike brand should famous? Movie director Ridley Scott invest in. Oh, oh,
2: that's a good one.
3: That is tough. Wow. What? Okay, uh, a couple wait, obvious wait, choices. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> yes. Two super obvious choices, but the question begs to be asked: What is the man's middle name? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's Bowen, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> that's what that's what we're looking up, right? We're both well, doing it. We're both we're both on the old so Google machine. So you're Google's thinking.
2: So what faster. would Ridley Scott do? Well, um, he's a British. Ridley Scott's British, right? He so, is a Sir. So who are the who are the famous British cyclists? We got um, Bradley Wiggins. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, number one.
2: Um, we got Tommy Simpson.
1: Tommy said that was who um, I was going to say first. Yeah, but Bradley Wiggins. Yeah, yeah sure.
2: Yeah, Wiggins. Uh, <laughs> not going to count Chris Froome because he's not British. Mm. Um, so uh, next to me, I, I mean, he has to he has to get into Scott Bikes um, without
3: a doubt. I can't figure out his middle name. So people well, people over on the internet are wondering if it's Diddly. <laughs> 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 That's one of the things you find when you search his name. <laughs> His He's full like, name comes up on Google as Ridley Scott. Like this, and then, or Sir Ridley Scott. Like he changed his middle name to Ridley, and his first name is now Sir. But his name's Diddley? Come on. It's
2: not, it's not Ridley Diddley Scott.
3: That's literally the first thing with the Guardian article that comes up. It's really oh. Scott's middle name Didley. Oh, that's the
1: dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's really dumb and it's, I really hope it's true. Oh man, okay, so this this article is written by Richard uh I do I don't know how to pronounce his name, Aote, who oh, who yeah, yeah. who's a who's a really funny guy. And um <laughs> so it's obviously total. total <laughs> Wow! All right. Well, we're we're catching up on our our, 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 oh, our British humor from eight years ago. Yeah, this is this is
2: this was definitely probably the most popular article in the Guardian in 2014.
0: Oh my god!
2: The story about Sir Ridley Diddley. So.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's genius, but I still don't know his middle name, so I can decide which bike
1: he should ride. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I'm in pain.
2: <laughs> so, so Spencer, um, uh, I mean Ridley Scott, whew. he's fu- he's a futurist.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, what what bike would we be watching in um, uh, Blade Runner 2049? Is Scott's Scott bicycle still going to be there, or would it be a little Probably known not. boutique brand named Diddley?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one exists yet. Um, so yeah, obviously the two, the two big clear favorites are Ridley or Scott. I think I think you've got a good uh a line here though, <laughs> Tim, about the futuristic aspect of it. I'm thinking maybe maybe it goes like something weird, like factor, you know? Like some weird yeah, smaller tier Euro brand that...
2: And Chris Froome did just invest in Factor. Oh,
1: there you go. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I think (laughs) he's going to probably want to get away from the name association. We famously know a, a local Twin Cities bike racer whose last name is Bianchi, and he has had them, but he's, I think last time I saw him, he's on a Colnago.
2: Uh. That's shameful.
3: I that's what I say. <laughs> I mean I'd be all over. Uh-huh. If 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 Alan Bicycles, the Italian brand, mm-hmm. was was spelled with an E N, I'd definitely have one. Yeah. But because yeah. it's A-L-L-A-N, I've I mean, never made I feel, the effort.
2: I feel bad on my mountain bike not having Hayes disc brakes.
3: You should feel bad. You, you should, should feel be, bad be, yeah. be having those brakes. So yeah. This is kind of a shame you don't have them.
2: Um Spencer, there's a Spence uh. Co in the bike world. I think they make um like bottle cages and
1: things. Yeah, and like gloves and things. It's they're pretty yeah, terrible. Like, yeah, pretty low yeah. low quality. Ima-
2: imagine that. Yeah, not surprising. Um, um, uh, <laughs> uh, we're still working on this name association, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So. I so I got one more. I got one more. Yeah. And this is I'm going to I'm going to flip it around. This is the final round. You you may not have answers for this because I'm flipping it around, but I'm going to give you the bike brand. I want you to come up with the celebrity that you think most Ooh. fits. Kay. Love it. It's little guy's favorite team, Cofidis, riding the De Rosa, beautiful Italian bike fallen from grace, some might say, from its glory days. But Demons. under under Cofidis, who yes. in the celebrity uh, world sees the value in that, uh, the the diamond in the rough there. Anything have jumping
2: hearts. to mind? They have hearts and the logo.
3: Um, Nive Hearts on the logo, yep. D- Rosa. I'm trying to think of a Vinny Testerosa. Uh, uh, and Man. I'm trying to think of someone like an actor who's uh you know, he or she's been around for what seems like forever. Never we need we need like a really good character actor is what we need. Never never a starring role. Never a big never a headlining the production. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're always there. And we, when you suddenly, you, you see a movie with a like, minute, and like, you think. Like
2: Henry Winkler.
3: okay, Winkler's <laughs> anything better, but, but you know, you you, have, you see them, and you think, man, that face is familiar, and I've seen them in a movie every year for the last 35 just, years, right? Mm-hmm.
2: I just keep looking at your phone here, little guy, and it still says Ridley Diddley. Yeah, I mean, I still
3: have that. I still have that open um, here. I,
2: Spencer, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. Okay. Um, because it's kind of a forgetful brand.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think I think um, um, I think they are a diamond in the rough. There's there's uh, it's just just going to take that one push to really move them to mainstream. Um, and I'm thinking what jumps to mind for me is something like a Lin Manuel Miranda, who can really um, come in and get people excited about something that they didn't even know they were excited about.
3: Well, you I, know we got the vampire connection and i'm i'm a big what we do in the shadows fan uh oh. love the show i think we get the whole cast just at some point they could ride the bike over to the vampire council or whatever and
1: uh okay what you know, about uh, you think sarah michelle geller's worth anything these days you think there's a buffy the vampire slayer tie in here
3: yes i think there is okay i think you could bring that back in a second and obviously she'd ride in us on a, a derosa every episode.
1: Uh, I think we I never it. watched
3: Buffy. I don't know how it works, but I'm she, sure she rode bikes a lot, right?
1: She rode bikes a lot, yeah. friends are sure. vampires. You know who else rode
2: bikes a lot? Angela Lansbury.
1: oh <laughs> Yeah? Yeah.
2: All around Cabot Cove, she's got a lot of KOMs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I can't confirm or deny that one.
3: Yeah, I can't either, but I'm going to trust Tim you on gotta that one. got to watch out for Jessica Fletcher. Yeah.
2: Right <laughs> She's amazing. Um, Spencer, I didn't know we were doing a name association when it came to these. No, um, I didn't either. I, I was thinking of celebrities. Okay. And what to put in. And I did have one that I, I was hoping to uh, just kind of brainstorm with you guys live on the air. Okay. Um, definitely episode 401 material, not 400. But right, right, right. I I was thinking like Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, you know, like juiced up athletes, Uh like sports athletes, um, that have been busted, you know, like Lance Uh ask. And I was thinking that they, all of them would become like the ultimate, um, venture capital backing for like any type of e-bike motor that fits within the bottom bracket. You can't tell.
3: Oh, for sure. Like, mm. if, you, like if you've
2: like if you seen some of, like, there's some really cool e-bikes, like Orbea's got one, where it doesn't really look like an e-bike, right? Like, it's just kind of like the bottom bracket. It's kind of got that light speed look from, like, the mid-90s, or, the, sorry, mid-2000s, the Ots, which is the big bottom bracket shell, and you could probably fit an, a motor in there. Okay. But yeah. you can't really tell. I was thinking that those juiced-up athletes, like, want to give the juice, push the button. So and then like that's like the
1: I, extra. I think, I think those guys would absolutely invest in in some bike brand. I'm gonna have to scroll endlessly through my Instagram until I get enough targeted ads for random bike brand garbage that I've never heard of, um, like, like Ali Ali kind of like uh, a yeah. drop ship e bike brand. Um, I think that they would they would certainly that's like be a Brent Farve
2: thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe that's like, they're they're definitely the AliExpress um, bike investors.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, we are uh, getting near the end of the show. And at this point, we'd like to tie this thing up. They're usually around an hour. Uh But little guy has been really working on a segment. Um, Guy, are you going to try to bring the segment to life? Or do you want to bankroll this to 402?
3: No, I got to at least 402. I got to do some more research. I okay. got to gotta uh, go in. I got to get the red yarn out and really start okay. connecting the dots on this. You've one.
2: had some good ones in the past. I I hope anticipation is through the roof for
3: yeah. the next week. Well, we've built it up with this um, mystery. Little guy's going to Google something.
2: It's, uh, <laughs> it's been going fantastic. Um, gentlemen, it's been one hell of a ride. 401 episodes through. I mean, I wouldn't change this for the world over eight years. I've think we done the math before. Um, I'm trying to remember how the math worked out, but 400... I mean, we've spent days of our lives...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes.
2: Recording yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> through the sands of
3: time. Yeah. Yeah, through the sands of time. That's right. Yeah.
1: It's unfortunate you're not uh, in your studio with your trusty notebook with all this information on hand, yeah. but several yeah. days... Yeah,
3: on the calculations. ...of
1: our lives so, wasted away.
2: Yeah. So it's been great, but I, I want to say thanks to all of the listeners and supporters over the last few years um, that continue to email us. And if you want to get your very own inclusionary drop on the podcast, write a voice memo right now, and then email it to us at the theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> We'd love to get um, hey, contributions. I, for shocking, right?
1: There's still time. <laughs> to get your <laughs> yeah. episode 400 shout-out in. Uh, Shockingly. Yeah, just, yeah, just so pop open the old app on your phone, voice record a memo, and say, hey, this is so-and-so. I listen to the slower Podcast and I, you know whatever else. Yeah, and like keep it under 10 seconds.
3: Yeah.
2: There's a lot coming in. we got to keep them tight. Yeah. I, um,
3: I say ramble away.
2: Ramble away? Yeah, ask questions. Yeah, we'll <laughs> oh, do uh, that. And uh, we'll get it on the podcast for episode 400. It's going to be around the corner. We've also got some huge announcements for episode 400. Um, So (laughs) can't wait to bring those to the table. Uh, I would like to thank Little Guy for hosting me. Uh, Spencer, it's been fantastic ever since you guys both shot down my ideas of doing this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you guys. Did
1: did we shoot it down? I don't know. We tried. We failed. I guess. Maybe. I don't remember uh, that. And one episode later, we're still here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's still here. Still rambling on. But um, anyways, email us at the slow at gmail.com and check out the wide angle podium network with all of our shows yes. um, and you can support independent cycling media and shout out to all of our listeners and uh, subscribers on both Instagram and Twitter at the slow ride pod. Check us out. And uh, this is Tim in lovely Minneapolis. And next week I'll be back in hot and muggy Orlando, Florida.
3: Yeah, this is mad in Minneapolis. It'll be uh, it'll be so sad to not have Tim here, <laughs> complaining about the heat in Minnesota to me uh, uh, next week. But I'm in Minneapolis right now.
1: And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, beautiful Western Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists you'll see you see out on the road.
0: The
3: Slow Ride Podcast: Bikes, Advice, and Rumors, Straight from the Source theslowridepodcast.com, and on Twitter at
0: theslowridepod.
4: Wow, what an episode. That was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh man, that was great. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio. And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to WideAnglePodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it! Do it now, Cyclocross friends.